I am about to celebrate my 36th birthday, and I thought it would be a fun time to take a beat and take a moment to reflect on the first five years of my 30s as I contemplate what I want to create in my life in the second half of my 30s. I hope there is something in the lessons that I've learned that you can glean a little something from, maybe that resonates with you, or maybe that builds on something you've already experienced in your own life. With that said, let's get to episode one of this series and the lesson learned in the first half of my 30s, which is that you don't actually need clarity to move forward. Let's see what happens. You are listening to Ill-Advised, a show of ideas and insights for women who are ready to bet on themselves, go all in, and take that leap into faith, even if doing so could be considered ill-advised. I'm your host, Jessica L. Let's see what happens. This lesson that you don't need clarity to move forward would have sounded like utter sacrilege to me at any point in my 20s and even in my early 30s. I was someone who was obsessed with knowing how things were going to work out. If I was going to do something, I had to know with some degree of certainty and clarity how it was going to turn out. And I had to know what steps I was going to take to make that happen. So you can imagine that I was a woman who took very few actual risks of any kind. I wasn't someone who felt bold or confident most of the time. I just was a play it safer in a lot of respects. And this obsession with clarity was what was holding me back all of that time. Stating this another way, you don't need to know how something is going to happen. And an analogy that struck me a couple of weeks ago is that if you are driving your car through fog, you don't pull your car over and wait until the fog clears. You're not like, oh, good God, there's fog. I guess I'm just going to stay here until this fog clears. But so often that is what I was doing in my life. I would stop myself because something was unclear. And I would say, I have to figure this out first. I have to figure out what my coaching niche is. I have to figure out what kind of law I want to practice. I have to figure out what I want to major in before I can choose a college. And all of these ridiculous constraints that I was putting on myself, these absurd requirements that I had to know something before I could go do the work and take the journey that would reveal the knowledge to me. Almost 100% of the time, clarity comes through action. So if you're trying to figure something out by thinking about it, by mentally projecting into the future and figuring out how you're going to do something, you will go nowhere. You will sit in that car in the fog waiting for something to clear when the action you need to take is to drive and maybe you're not driving that fast. You're probably not going, you know, 10 miles over the speed limit through thick fog. You're going to slow down. And the same thing is true in life. So that's the first lesson that I, I'm really taking with me into the second half of my 30s. And 
this really became real for me when I started to write fiction. There are two camps, generally speaking, of fiction authors. There are plotters and there are pantsers. Plotters are exactly what it sounds like. They are people who plot out their novels from beginning to end and know how the story is going to go. And pantsers are on the other end of that spectrum who fly by the seat of their pants when it comes to writing. So they have an idea, they have a concept, maybe they know roughly where it's going to go, but they sit down and they start writing. And I knew when I got into writing fiction that I needed to start with a plot. I needed to have some direction of where I was going to go. And that was how I started. I started by writing pretty involved, pretty detailed outlines. What I noticed over time was that that degree of specificity wasn't really necessary. I'm wrapping up my sixth novel right now. And at this point in time, what's good enough for me is to have a general idea of what happens at the end. I know what outcome I'm shooting for. I know who the bad guy is. I know how the murder was committed. I generally know how my protagonist solves the murder and how it all resolves in the end. And then I kind of start to write and then I plot a little bit and I write some more and then I plot some more. And that's generally how I do things. When I first started, I would get really frustrated and really hung up if there was a plot hole that I could not figure out how to resolve. But then I saw this really wonderful piece of advice by Neil Gaiman. He is just a masterful writer and a brilliant human. If you've never read any of his work, I highly recommend it. I also recommend just following him on whatever social media platform you're on. One of the things that I saw him post on, I think it was on Twitter in response to someone, he said the way to plot a novel when you hit a roadblock, when you hit a plot hole and you can't figure out what to do is you put up some brackets and in between them, you write something happens and then <laughs> you proceed to go to the next part that you know. So there's a gap essentially of something needs to happen here that makes the story work, but I can't figure out what that is right now at this point in time. And his advice is to just leave it. Write in something that's gonna happen later. I will figure this out later. And then you come back to it and figure it out later. I know that for some of you, if you were anything like me, that isn't going to sound satisfactory because you don't yet believe that coming back to it later will produce the answers that you think you need. But I can tell you, after writing roughly 400,000 words over the last few years of fiction, what I can tell you is that every single time this trick works, every single time, when I hit a roadblock, I make myself a note and I instruct my brain, brain, I want you to think about this and figure it out and I'm gonna come back to it later and when I do, I hope you have an answer for me. That act of setting an intention that my brain is gonna figure this out and that I'm going to come back to it later but that I refuse to let it stop me in this moment 
has created the momentum and has sustained the momentum that has gotten me through every single one of my novels. You just have to have faith in it the first few times you try. But I promise that it is like magic. And when you can start to trust that that magic is going to show up for you every time you are counting on it, every time you need it to be there and you have faith that it's going to be there, it actually does show up. These ideas come out of nowhere. (laughs) The solutions just arise from the ether. And I'll be, you know, going grocery shopping or I'll be driving down the road or usually I'm at the gym and it'll just hit me. The answer to my plot hole will just pop up fully formed in my mind. That is a concrete example of how this willingness to be uncertain unfolds in my writing. Another example that I want to give you guys of not needing clarity to move forward and not needing to know how something is going to happen is the move I made to Salt Lake City back at the very, very beginning of 2022. The background of that is that for all of 2021, I was living in Phoenix at my brother's place and I knew it was time for me to leave Arizona. I knew I needed to go somewhere. I just didn't really know where. I didn't really know what I was going to do. I was doing PR at an agency and not loving it. I knew I wanted to stay in the Mountain West. Reno was on my list. Salt Lake was on my list. Montana, for some godforsaken reason, was on my list. So was Albuquerque. Like I was very broad in my willingness to explore these different cities in the Mountain West. But Salt Lake City kind of rose to the top as number one because I believed in my delusional (laughs) geographic way that I I evaluate locations. I believe that Salt Lake City was going to be basically exactly like living in the desert, only with more seasons. I thought it was going to be like living in Phoenix, only with better weather. So I picked Salt Lake off the map and I had no idea how it was going to happen. Salt Lake was not an inexpensive place to live. In terms of property values and rents and all that stuff, it was pretty significantly higher than than Arizona. And I just didn't know. I was like, I don't know how I, I might have to get another job because I don't think the job I have right now with an Arizona-based company is going to pay me enough for me to afford to live in Salt Lake and all of these things. I didn't have any idea. Within six months, it happened, but absolutely not in any way that I could have predicted. It didn't make any sense to my logical plotting mind. If you want to use the analogy of writing a book, I would not have (laughs) plotted this out for my main character. I wouldn't have said, you're going to go there on a whim and stay for a few weeks and meet up with someone that you knew in Tucson 10 years ago and become really good friends. And she's not going to tell you about this job at her company that builds brain implants. And you're going to get that job and become someone who talks about brain implants for a year and a half. That was not part of my roadmap, but that's exactly what happened. I didn't have the clarity of how I was going to get there, but I did know I could keep moving forward. So I took those little actions. I went to Salt Lake. I reached out to someone. I stayed in touch. Like I made a new friend. And at each step along the way, 
I just kept doing the thing that seemed best next. So these days, now that I have fully internalized this lesson, that I don't need clarity to move forward, here is what I do when things are unclear. Because just because I have this belief doesn't mean that I don't like clarity. I still often find myself reaching for it and wanting it and telling myself the story that once I know the answer to whatever question I'm asking myself, that everything will be easier. If only I have that answer, once I figure that thing out, then I'll be able to move forward and it will be effortless and it will be simple. No, that, none of that is true, but that doesn't mean I'm not still telling myself that. So I'm going through it with you guys. I'm doing this work myself every day. So what I do now when things are unclear is that I shut down inputs. And by that, I mean, I stop asking other people. I almost never ask other people for their opinions on my life anymore. But on the rare occasion that I want to, I stop myself. I also stop consuming content that makes me feel any certain way about the question I'm asking. So to give you a concrete example, one of the questions that I was really trying to gather clarity around at the end of 2023 was what is my coaching niche? There is a plethora of content on the internet about how to narrow down your coaching niche and your value proposition. And when I would consume that content, I would feel two things. The first is that I would feel inspired and clear and motivated while I was in the process of reading someone else's content. And then as soon as I would pivot and try to implement whatever they had just instructed me to do, I would immediately feel confused and frustrated. And the reason is that I was trying to make decisions purely by thinking about it instead of getting out there and taking action and coaching people and hearing what their problems were and seeing where the match is between what people want and what their problems are and what I can offer them in terms of a coaching solution and being a guide toward what they want. Now I know that if I'm ever in this place of confusion, I do not need to go seeking out other people's answers. I need to bring it back to me, stop asking myself questions that don't have answers yet, and go take action, get out into the world and live my life. The second thing I do related to that is that I stop trying to figure it out. Not only am I not consuming content, I simply stop trying to figure it out. Just like in my fiction work, I decide to trust myself that I will figure it out later, that the answer will come to me, that it will unfold. I put it in brackets, just like Neil Gaiman says to do, and I trust that I will come back to it and I'll figure it out at that time. The last thing I do when things are unclear is very simple. I just keep going. I was talking to my friend Jen Gray, who is the host of the Incremental Upgrade podcast. We, we were having this, this really nice conversation and she said that she felt inspired by watching my journey from the inside. And I said, it's so funny that you say that because 
I feel sometimes like such a confused mess. How can this be inspiring to anyone (laughs) to see me kind of muddle through in, in my confusion? And she said, because you don't quit, because you are confused and you keep taking action anyway. Like you're doing these things in spite of the fact that you don't feel certain. And I'd never thought about that before, but that is always an option. And for me, it is what has brought the most clarity. And it's sometimes painful and it's sometimes a struggle to keep going when you feel confused and when you feel like, oh my God, I'm, I should be paralyzed with confusion and indecision. And the choice to keep going in those moments and to keep producing what you know how to produce is what will eventually lead you to a place where, like I keep saying, those moments come like magic, a eureka moment of the clouds parting. And once you have that experience of a eureka moment for a problem that you've been struggling to solve, there is nothing like it. There is nothing like it. And I am telling you as an author and as a creative, I am willing to go through the confusion and the doubt and the frustration of trying to figure something out simply to experience the utter magic and joy and euphoria of that eureka moment. So that is my first lesson learned in the first half of my 30s. You don't need clarity to move forward. You don't need to know how something is going to happen. You gain clarity through taking action. That is all for today. I hope you guys come back next week for yet another lesson learned in the first half of my 30s. And that one is going to be all about style. And of course, if you want support on your journey toward figuring out what you want and building a life that actually makes you feel alive, I invite you to book a coaching consult with me. Um, It is on my website, jessicall.com. And this is an opportunity for you to start taking action instead of thinking about what you want to do, instead of trying to figure out mentally where you want to take your life and what actually seems like living to you. This is what I'm talking about when I say that taking action is the first step toward clarity and you don't need clarity in order to take action. So again, that is jessicaell.com. Links are in my show notes. And I also invite you to join my email newsletter. So if you are not yet ready to think about coaching or taking that step toward it at this point, I invite you to join my email newsletter. It comes out about once a week and you can also sign up for that at my website. Also on my website are transcripts of my podcast episodes, links to Instagram and my blog. So I hope you check out all of those resources and I will see you next week with an episode all about style. And until then, I hope very interesting things come your way. 